And it's Friday night. Benjamin Inketia here. It's a good blend today. Show proudly brought to us by Betway and Good Day Energy Drink. Now, Betway, they want you to get ready for a chance to win big in the Betway at Nakesia jackpot. Pick 17 with only one CD, 50 pesos, and you could win 16.5 million Ghana CDs. You heard that right. You can also play the item 13 jackpot with just one Ghana CD to win 270,000 Ghana CDs or play the top-in jackpot with only 50 pesos to win 5,000 Ghana CDs. We your jackpot muhene into the muhene. Deposit via Betway Top Up. Top Up at any Momo vendor near you. Top Up is free of any charges. For more details, visit betway.com.gh. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the Gaming Commission of Ghana. No under 18 gaming. Betway for the love of the game. You, of course, can join us via text, WhatsApp, and Telegram. 0549-986-996. 0549-986-996. Today is a small crowd because we have a mix of things. We have just 30 minutes of sports panorama. Or maybe a little over 30 minutes. And then we'll dovetail into that FA Cup. Yep, that FA Cup fourth round tie between Arsenal and Manchester City. Arsenal going through the mill playing some big games lately. Can they navigate this one? Share your thoughts with us. Also get to us on Twitter. Evans Ofochu Manso. Pichichi. On other days you'll find him speaking Spanish. Not sure what's going on there. Suzu Graham is here as well. Nathan Crow is on a holiday. Retamenta will be joining us soon, but let me start off with the gentleman in the studio. Suzu, let me start off with you. Um, Friday night, a lot happening. There's a chant tomorrow. There's transfer news all over the place. Um, I mean, on the Ghanaian front, we'll, we'll get into Antoine Semenyo in detail. But also on the Arsenal and Chelsea front, look, I was observing something today and it had me in stitches. I was absolutely cracking up. Yes, it looks like we are back on air. So, yes, so, um, like I was saying a while ago, it's, it's a mix of, um, transfer related issues and also some, um, FA Cup fourth round action. The fourth round, of course, is between Arsenal and Manchester City. It's a big game. So I have an in-house panel here. Evans of Fortuna, Susu Graham and Rita Mensa. Let me get to you, um, Susu, like I was saying before. Um, we had that little hitch over there. Quick thoughts. Transfer-related stories. Um, the biggest one, of course, coming into today has to do with Moises Caicedo. Brighton have rejected a £60 million bid for Caicedo. And again, um, I was telling you the last time, I think we were speaking about this, apparently Caicedo is on £3,000 a week as a salary. I mean, it's not surprising. He was signed straight from Ecuador. 
And mm. even if you look at South American football, Ecuadorian teams are not known to be financial powerhouses. They are not known for making deep runs in the Libertadores and whatnot. So it's only natural that if, and if you think about it, he was probably making the equivalent of maybe $300 a month if he was lucky. You know, that's, that's how it is for players back there. That's if he was lucky. And considering he was a youth player, I don't doubt he was on even less. So if you tell him that you're paying him 3000 pounds a week mm-hmm. you've changed his life and the same way a lot of our players their first european contracts will tend to be something like that because it's a big deal for them to move from the relatively lower wages here to the wages there mm-hmm. it's life-changing so it's not a surprise there and for us now it represents you pay a big transfer fee but even yeah. if he's on that you pay him thirty thousand twenty five thousand pounds a week from three thousand twenty five thousand it's a huge jump and if he's on that contract for Two, three years, probably. Because yeah. usually it takes two, three years before you renegotiate your contract a lot of the time. Arsenal do a lot of good business because the level we've seen in play is one of the better midfielders in the league. So I can understand the appeal. You get him, even though his wage his wages are low, but you're mm. getting a quality player. And the fee is high, but over the course of the transfer, the wages and the fee balance out. And if you think about it, it's a very good transfer. So mm. I can understand why Arsenal are very interested because he's a very good player. A don that was so is don't call me time. And talking about don't call me, we'll be here on transfer deadline day to wrap up all the transfers. But what's interesting about this Kaisedo deal is that look, Arsenal fans are literally in panic mode right now. You know why? Chelsea have appeared in the rear view mirror again. So Chelsea have had a 55 million pound bid rejected, and the word is that they are getting ready to submit an improved offer. Chelsea have just decided to terrorize Arsenal this transfer window. Remember the Mudrik transfer? Arsenal were leading. And then Chelsea showed up in the rearview mirror. Don't come yo, don't come, let's go. It's not the first time it's happened this window. It's happened with Joao Felix. Arsenal fans don't want this again. Pichichi, let me take your thoughts on this whole Caicedo business. Um, 60 million pounds, one, I think is an overkill. But again, teams that are selling have the right to set their price. Um, Well, I I understand why you say it's an overkill, but... I think for Brighton, they are just um, trying to get the best that they can from this deal. Uh, they value him around um, hundred million pounds. Yes. So, and then I think they've weighed the market, they've weighed the options, and realized that see, for a player that uh, Chelsea and Arsenal are both interested in, let's try to see how much we can get from him. Yes, he may not. He may not look like. A hundred million pounds player, though, but Brighton have looked at the options available to them in terms of how much they can make from this deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, once again, if it's Arsenal, Chelsea going for a banter for a player, then as a club, you try to increase the price to your highest amount because you know that what if 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 Chelsea wants a player and it's Arsenal also in the mix, then mm-hmm. Chelsea. Is, is, is going to try their best to get the player at all costs. So I think with, 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 with what Brighton are doing, they're just trying to make the most out of this. He's a very fantastic player, as you said earlier. He offers what Chelsea lack in midfield as well. And I understand why Brighton would try to overprice him. They've, I'm, I'm sure they follow the story of Enzo Fernandez mm-hmm. and Chelsea Saga as well. And they may be inspired by what happened there. They also may have followed the Mudrick story mm-hmm. and realized that, see, for Chelsea, once they want your player, and they are in a bidding process with another team, you can 
increase the price and Chelsea would try to uh, match that up. So I think Brighton they're trying to cash out in this deal, which is quite reasonable. For that is the that is that is the phrase cash, cash out. out. Yes, and it makes sense for them to want to cash out because any team in in, in the action will try to do this uh, because it's Chelsea here. So maybe they'll, they'll try to see how desperate Chelsea are. The first bid, sixty million pounds rejected. I'm sure if Chelsea really want him, they can. They'll go for another uh, bid again, or they'll increase the bid a little higher. Brighton can try to to play the game of seeing how desperate Chelsea are, and I'm sure with with, with what Chelsea have done in the past, with some of the deals that they've done, if they really really want a player at the moment, look at how look at how desperate they are. The results are not coming. Graham Potter is under so much pressure mm-hmm. and all that, and I think the, the Brighton have noted all this uh, sort of scenarios and be like, okay. This is a desperate team. Let's try to see how much we can we, we can get from them in this deal. So it's just one of those teams playing their cards as as best as they can mm. in this transfer saga. Mm. Playing their cards as best as they can. Let me throw this to Arsenal fans, right? Yeah. Arsenal fans, how do you feel about your team pursuing Moises Caicedo? How do you feel again about having to possibly spend over sixty million pounds on the youngster? Um, he's what twenty one years old. Just about 21, 20 years old. So, very young. Um, the whole world is basically ahead of him. Um, he's a mix between a number 8. 21. He's 20, turning yeah. 22 in November. Okay, so 21 years old. Yeah. So, um, more of a anchorman stroke number 6, stroke number 8. Yeah. Uh, just about fleet within those positions. He's very one of those guys in interceptions and pressing and one of those i'm sure susu can get us some stats later on but arsenal fans how do you feel about the pursuit of moeses caicedo don't call me or no don't call me and do you think he should be costing over 60 million pounds for arsenal fans i think they'll love to have such a player in their squad looking at um thomas Party. Granit Xhaka, what mm-hmm. they offer, he could be the, the the backup that they crave for so much. Yes, mm-hmm. for but uh, for Thomas Tepati, there's Lukonga, there's Elneny, but how good are these players if Pati gets injured at the moment? So with with, with Casido and what he offers for Brighton, I'm sure Arsenal will be like, yes, this is the best player we can get we can get on the market now. They they, they try to get players that are versatile that can play more than one position. They've mm-hmm. gone for um the the guy from. Uh, Tossard recently and I'm sure that Kaiseido also fits in the Arsenal profile as to what he offers in terms of midfield, uh, midfield opportunities 6-8 it's, it's like killing two best ones too for Arsenal so the fans say but as, at £60 million pounds, it's Arsenal you know <laughs> I doubt I, I doubt Arsenal will look at their coffers and cough out 60 million for such a player mm. yes it, it's I mean, I, I mean they put in 60 million and it was turned down so they were trying to pay 60 million but brighton says 60 million is not even enough so you need to go back and come back harder so <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering what that improved bid will be like i'm just looking at the stats right now it seems mm-hmm. he's very combative so he's fifth in tackles in the league okay second in fouls committed so he's really second in fouls committed yeah, yep. he's throwing himself at the you mm-hmm. know listen Every player commits fouls, so it's not it's yeah. not a bad thing because mm-hmm. he's not second in yellow cards. 
Okay. So uh-huh. let's look at it that way. It's not like he's committing bad fouls and getting a kind of yellow card. But you know that you are getting effort from yeah, him. He'll, he'll, from him. He'll putting a challenge. Well, let's but, let's but <laughs> going, going into a, a bid a bidding war with uh-huh. uh, Chelsea. I'm sure Arsenal will not like that because they know how hard Chelsea can go if 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 the bidding process. Starts. Arsenal fans are panicking yeah, already. I, I, like I want that. to hear from their fans on what they think about this. Well, on the Ghanaian front, big, big, big news as far as transfers concerned. 10 million pounds plus add-ons, four and a half year deal, Bristol City to AFC Bournemouth, Antoine Semenyo has moved from the championship to the Premier League. Big transfer by all means. Let me take Rita's thoughts on that. Uh, Rita, quick thoughts on Semenyon moving. We've been hearing the reports for a minute. It looks like the deal was finally concluded today. Um, for a half-year deal, quick initial thoughts on when you heard that the deal had been completed. Um, even before the deal was completed, uh, when I heard or uh, when I read that um, Bournemouth were looking to sign him, I was actually um, pleased for him because I I, I feel like um, he's too he's too good for for the the championship. I. I believe that he deserves to um, play in a league like the Premier League and because he has a lot of talent. He's a promising player. So I'm actually very pleased that he was able to, um, they were able to get the move over the line and uh, get to see um, how he fares in the, in the Premier League. He's not uh, played badly for Bristol City since joining. I think he's made um, 125 appearances. He's scored 21 goals and then provided uh, 22 assists during his time over there. So um, he's, he's really, you know, and and this is a player who actually gets injured a lot. So yes. th- those are actually very impressive him, numbers. And for him to be able to put up those numbers, um, knowing his 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 his, his, his history with injuries, um, I think is a very is a very good um, good record. And if he can stay fit in the Premier League, I think I think um, he would do really really well there, especially with a, a team like Bournemouth who um, need his services. Um, so I, I'm very pleased for him, and I just hope that we'll get to see. Um, him show us what he's he's made of. Um, show us his qualities because he's very athletic, and um, he's a very athletic player. And coming to the Premier League, uh, it's 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 very it's a very risky um, thing because you can easily get injured. I mean, we've seen a lot of athletic players get and um, pick up injuries all the time. So I just hope um, he'll be able to stay fit um, with Bournemouth and, and and probably help them to stay in the Premier League. But I think it's a really really good deal, um, good move for him and. Um, I'm I'm really really um, looking forward to see him play um, with Bournemouth. I think he he might just make his um, his debut for the team when the Premier League returns on 4th February. I think um, Bournemouth will be playing Brighton if I'm not mistaken. So I can't wait to see him um, how he fares in the in the Premier League. I think he's a very very bright talent, and we've seen how and what he what he can do um, with the the Ghana national team. We've seen him with Bristol City. It's time for us to see him in the Premier League, and I think we are in for an exciting time. Exciting times ahead. Pichichi, Semenyo has crossed um, from the championship to the... It's a, it's a big jump for him. We're, I'm always happy when I see Ghanaian players in the top flight, but exactly. what do you make of this one, especially from the playing time um, impact point of view? Where, where, where do you rank this for, for Semenyo? Well, I think it's a move that he wanted badly. Yes, he wanted this move badly because... I think right after the World Cup, he felt that uh, it's time to move to the higher level mm-hmm. in the championship. It's had, if you look at his um, sort of input for Brighton, 125 appearances, 21 goals, 22 assists, I think, you know, more like 45 
um, goal and assist ratio um, together. Mm-hmm. That'll be 43. Mm-hmm. 43 in terms of goals and assists together in 125 appearances. That's quite, um, I won't say over the top, but it's quite average and impressive. I, I, I would say that <coughs> there's even a caveat that he doesn't often play as a number, number standing number nine. He's often playing on the wing or with another striker to kind of support him, more like a number 10, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. He's not really playing as an out-and-out striker, so I think his numbers are pretty good for his position. Let me, let me just give you a few stats before you go on, just for perspective. So these are um, his stats in the championship in the 2021-2022 season um, per 90. So um, you have assists per 90. Um, he's 0.51, um, which is first in the league. Um, goal, creation, goal creating actions per 90, you have 0.85, which is also first in the league. Goals plus assist per 90 is 0.84, which is second in the league. Um, he has 12 assists so far this season. Which, that was last season. Last season, sir, which ranks third. So, yes, so 2021, 2022, sorry. So, that ranks third. And then uh, you can also uh, talk about... Um, what he's done. So, um, ranking third in assists, Antoine Semeno basically has been beasting as far as things uh, stand in the yeah, championship. Think, even this season, sorry, yeah. even this season, I think he has um, two assists and then five goals in 22 appearances um, for, for his side. And I think he was also injured. He, he was injured when the season started, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was injured and then he came back in. So, his, his stats are not bad at all. Mm. Antoine Semenyo, uh, so just quick thoughts on that transfer. Uh, what do you make of it? Well, uh, I mean, you, you're, you're making exactly. that point. Sorry, you're making that point before I interrupt. Sorry. Sure, so, well, I was looking at how what this means for him. It's, it's a move that he wanted badly. Mm-hmm. He wanted to rub shoulders with the uh, with the top top guys, and uh, for such a player with such a, a, a sort of ability, I think one thing I liked about him when he played for Ghana was his hold up play. He was excellent. The way he, he runs into pocket of spaces, holds on to the play, brings in his teammates and all that. For me, it's a, it's a good buy for Bournemouth, but, but then between Bournemouth and also uh, Crystal Palace, I feel Crystal Palace offers you quite some sort of uh, um, sort of um, stability? stability. And also mm. with the Ghanaian interest, uh, interest there is Jordan Ayew, there is uh, Jeffrey Schlopp, so I feel Crystal Palace... There are a couple of others are also in the reserve yeah. team. Exactly, but it's it, it, it's more uh, of who wanted him more between Crystal Palace and Bournemouth. And you could clearly see that Bournemouth sent in a bit over and over and over for him. So meaning that I, I want to disagree Bournemouth, with you on that, Pichichi. Bournemouth, Bournemouth showed that they really wanted this player more than Crystal Palace mm-hmm. showed interest in him. And as such, for him, it was a matter of who wants me more and who, who offered me that chance to play in the Premier League. I, I would have felt that Crystal Palace would have been a better place for him. But... Bournemouth showed that they wanted him more and they, they, they fought till the end to get him. So, mm. for me, it's a huge platform for him. Yeah. So, I don't call me... I don't call me his move partially. Partially. don't call me. One bill. You wanted to make a counterpoint. Yeah, I, I don't think you should have gone to Crystal Palace because when mm. I see the forwards you have been competing against, it's a lot of competition. It's not better for his career. No. You want better is well, better for your career is playing. <laughs> That's what's best for your career. I feel I feel at, at Crystal Palace he mm. can bench Jordan Ayew and play on the right. Wing. I I also disagree with um, because there's mm. no guarantee he will play. It's, 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 it's I, difficult. I, I, what, what are the forwards at Palace? They have Olise, mm-hmm. Eze, Zaha, Mateta, Edward, 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 and Jordan. Samuel can fit in that team. They Absolutely, have, I feel like they have enough words already. I feel like he will be joining a very stacked team. That the mm. only person, the only as- persons are sure to start is Zaha. Everyone else is competing for the exactly. other two places, and they switch around a lot. And Jonah is getting a lot of game time. I don't think he's going to 
Ben Jordan are you? Oh, he can. Jordan, uh, Jordan, you know, you, you see, you keep. Everyone can bench Jordan. Everybody keeps saying Jordan are you be bench. Jordan are you sit down. But Vera never puts him on the bench. Vera clearly see something in Jordan are you? And that's why he keeps playing. So when you put say these things, I I I agree with when he says he can compete. As to if he can bench them is another thing altogether. Because again, when you come into a new team, there's a hierarchy. Exactly. They won't if. If they immediately throw him into a starting spot and he doesn't deliver, that would be. And, and, and I mean, for it to even happen would be incredulous for me. I, I don't think it will even I happen. I think the options mentioned, aside mm. Zaha, aside Zaha. No, we said Zaha is the only untouchable. Yeah, aside Zaha, I don't the rest decide. of the guys, I think he can go toe to toe with them. He can, mm. go, and, and he can go toe to toe. But when you are competing people around the similar level, yeah. it comes down to preference. It could be even the way you walk into training in the morning. Yeah. That the manager will see him like, this guy is not serious. It can't be, no, seriously, when you are competing at such fine margin, yeah. anything can just make the manager decide not to play. You might come to a meeting one minute late. Mm-hmm. You might you might lose focus during the meeting. Anything can just tell the man, yeah. make the manager think you are not serious. I'm not saying that Seminu is not serious. I'm not saying that. But if you are playing at such close margins, mm-hmm. anything can get you out of the team. Anything can get you in the team. Mm. And if you go to Bournemouth, there's clearly a lack of attacking talent. Yeah. A very clear lack. You are, you are actually solving a problem in the team. Mm-hmm. You are more likely to get games and more likely to start. Because for my money, I think Bournemouth will play more. The mm-hmm. caveat with Bournemouth is, I believe that it means that he only plays six months in the Premier League. Exactly. This that, that, that's, team. that's the issue with Bournemouth for me. I don't think Bournemouth are going to stay in the league. They need a lot. They are making the investment. You can see they are buying strikers. They, they are doing... Uh, this new consortium seems to be spending money. Yeah. We are seeing it, but I'm still not sure about their quality because everyone around them is also spending money. There's no team that's resting on their laurels. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Every team who's in the relegation zone is also buying players to stay up. Mm. And I would say Bournemouth, in terms of quality, average quality of their first 11, yeah. they have the worst first 11 in the Premier League. So there's a bigger gap to be bridged. So if they are going to stay up, Semenyo and the other players they are signed have to hit the ground running. Mm. But luckily for him, I think because Bournemouth have a lack of... Look, Philip Billing, who's a DM by trade, who's yep. been playing number 10, I've left seen him play as a target man lately. You, you understand? He's their joint top scorer, Kifamo. And you know Kifamo is a big bruising guy. There's not much nuance to his game. So I think Semenyo fills a gap in their first 11. Mm. Solanke doesn't seem to really be performing, unfortunately. But with Semenyo, you have a versatile attacker who can play different positions. Left wing, right wing, exactly. number 10. So I think, I think in Bournemouth, within two, three weeks, he's in their starting 11. Mm. With Crystal Palace, it will take a longer time. Though the differences... Like Palace say, will likely stay up. Yeah, Palace are way more like, will likely go down. Exactly. So mm. you have to see, but if he plays well and they still go down, he gets his move anyway. Mm. So don't commit this move? Oh, I don't commit 100. Antoine Semenyo to AFC that, Bournemouth. That's what you need to do. You need to be playing in the Premier League. You yeah. need to be playing regularly. Look yeah. at Tariq Fosu, for example. Yeah. He didn't want to move because he wanted to try. He didn't get into the first level and now he's had to leave in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So you need to get... And, the and again, if he gets good game time, that's him advertising himself for potential yeah. suitors. And it, it might even be some team in Germany. It might be some team in France. Mm-hmm. It opens up so many possibilities for you because you are, you are a talented player. They can see it. But if you go to Paris and are coming... And look at how easy 
only say they are so talented, but they are barely getting game time. Mm-hmm. Because but, 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 are, but when your teammates are also top, it, it also brings the best in you. So I think playing with Olise and Eze and it, 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 can also bring the best I, out of I them. And you I, see, I understand that, they, but they, I'm saying that the there's no point. style is a very difficult style. If you, if you follow how they play in the Premier League, you see, it's a very difficult style for a player of his, that's his, the thing, his he's nature. Playing, mm-hmm. He's playing, he's playing in center. a more physical league in the Championship. So I don't think coming to the Premier League, he should strike. That's why. And also the extra pressure of fighting relegation week in, week out. Because it's going to get to him at but a this point. This is what I'm saying. But it's not like Bristol City are, it's not like Bristol City are like some top team. Exactly. In the this is what I think, right? This is what I think. I feel like, I feel like, if he comes into the league, all he needs to do is perform his role. He doesn't even need to bother about the relegation bit. Get opportunities, score as many goals as you can, make as positive an impact as you can. And like we are saying, if they get relegated, you can probably jump ship. I'm sure there's a relegation release clause somewhere in that contract. These players are smart about these things. So let's hopefully hope that it works out. But don't call me the move for you guys. Antoine Semenyot to AFC Bournemouth is complete. Four and a half year deal. Ten million plus add-ons. I say it's good for Ghana generally. Let's talk about Anthony Gordon. That's another move that has been completed today. Transfer train is heating up. 40 million to Newcastle. Everything have agreed that fee. I thought they wanted to sell him for 70 something million to Chelsea. Then less than a year later, he's, he's gone to Newcastle for 40 million. Wow. Yeah, completed. You didn't see this coming? I, I, no, I saw the rumors. Yeah. I just didn't realize they had completed. No, it's it. completed. Okay, it's, co- okay. it's, it's a completed deal for I mean, 40 million. It's, it's an interesting one, but I'm wondering now who is he coming to replace in the 11? Who is he coming? Because the way I'm seeing it, it looks like Alan St. Maximum's time is up. Or they are shopping him actively. Yes. So it looks like his time is up because even he's not been playing much. There are rumors of him going to AC Milan. I've, I've been seeing that. And I think Gordon fits better in this, the way um, Newcastle wants to play. Because mm. if you look, it's full of hardworking players, energy, and they are just, they just work hard. There's a reason they don't concede. They don't score as much as you would like. They've drawn a lot of games. Mm-hmm. But this is a team that's considered 11 goals this season. And they have 12 clean sheets. Mm. You can, that, that's, yeah, they have more clean sheets than goals conceded. That should tell you that this, they are not a joke. And that's because everyone is working hard. You see Joe Linton on the left wing. How often do you see him in the box making tackles in the left back zone? Him and Dan Ben, they are playing together. You see Amaron tracking back. So I think when they looked at Alan St. Maximum, they didn't feel like he had that kind of work rate. So they want someone like Anthony Gordon who's played wing back. You know, he's a bit more hardworking. Mm -hmm. I just wonder how much you offer going for it. You run her and work hard. but The few few goals Everton were scoring at the start of the season, he was getting them. well, Everton stops scoring has three goals, and that's, that's the my review. <laughs> no, no, serious. Everton have serious issues, and selling him might be an admission that they are ready to go down. In my opinion, that they are ready maybe, to shop their maybe, uh, maybe, maybe go cheaper though. Not but, who, but who are you going? To, you sold him for forty million now, mm-hmm. so now everyone knows. You get four or five players out of that, but those four or five players, what's their quality? Because what can ten million get you in this market now? No one. value for money. No one. Because you have to be very smart with that ten million. And they have to be able to hit the ground running. Mm. Because you are not this is not the summer window where they'll have preseason and stuff. Imagine go and buy some very talented winger from Belgium for ten million. He's great. In fact, let me give a, a we are, I have the perfect Joseph Pinso. Mm-hmm. Joseph Pinso has seven goals, ten assists in seventeen games in Belgium. He's in the form of his life. You pay twelve million for Joseph Pinso. 
you can see their talent. You can see he's a good player. Mm-hmm. Would Joseph Penso hit the ground running in your relegation battle? Those five games he, he might need to adjust, mm-hmm. right? It could cause it could be the difference between you going down and you staying up. Because mm. if you remember when Tevez and Mascherano joined West Ham, it actually took them a very long time to settle. Yeah. Carlos Tevez, one of the best strikers we've seen in the last twenty years, it took him time to. I believe his first six months he didn't score. He was struggling, but the second of the season, he caught fire and he kept them up. But he took time to settle. But if you are buying in January, yeah. when is the player going to get time to settle? So, I don't know about this move. I think if you really want to stay up, mm. you don't want to sell your best player. So, I feel like it's admitting so, defeat but, 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 from but How do you keep a player me, who has refused to train? Yeah. He missed the last... I, I think he's been skipping <laughs> out on training for a minute. But let me it clear that but, he wants to But leave. you see, I think once the manager got sacked, the term or Because that's even how they missed out on Danjuma. Yeah. I'll get to that in a bit. Let me just take Reta's thoughts on Gordon. 40 million. Tell, a player at Chelsea were really interested in... I thought Chelsea would come back this window with a renewed offer, looks like he's going to work with Eddie Howe. Yeah, um, I mean, like Susu said, I think um, Newcastle, uh, he's best suited um, with Newcastle United. Um, Eddie Howe likes hard workers, and he'll fit right in. I mean, if you, if you look at the stats, I think he's the highest, uh, he's one of the people who have scored the most goals at Everton uh, so far this season, which is three goals. And so... <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's putting a lot of work for Everton. And even if you'd realize, ever since Chelsea ex- expressed their interest in him, his, his, his form dipped. Mm-hmm. He's not been the same uh, since that period. So even with Everton, he's not really given much so far this, um, this season. So, I mean, I think, um, Newcastle are best suited for him. He, he would, he would work well over there. And Everton just seemed to be in a very, Difficult situation right now. I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to survive, um, the relegation battle this time around. And so I think for him, he's just trying to get away from mm-hmm. that, uh, problem of, you know, trying to struggle to stay in the league. And Newcastle are in a very good position on the league log. Mm-hmm. I think he's more looking at my, my future and, um, what's best for me. And so I, I don't think he went about it the right way though, because missing uh, training three times this week, I, I feel like it's disrespectful to the, the other players and, and, and the coaches or the coaching staff or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, because everyone is, you know, also maybe others also want to leave, but they are not missing out on training because, um, they, they, they want to leave the club. But I think he was trying to make a statement to them that I really want to leave. So, Agree, agree with the club for mm. for the money and let me leave because I don't want to be here anymore. So I think it's a good move for him to be honest. I think he'll fit oh, in. It's, it's a great move for him. Yeah, he'll it's fit. A terrible he'll move fit. for Newcastle. <laughs> I think you fit right I mean, in there. I mean, sorry, Everton. Uh, yeah. I think it's fine for Newcastle. Please. I think you fit right in with with Newcastle United. And of course, you also help them. Yeah. Um, and if you if you look at Newcastle, they are clearly trying to stay in the top four um, if if not um, win the title which is a far cry for them uh, they definitely want to stay in the top four they, they want to try their hands at um, Champions League football so definitely they want to stay there and I think he would, he would definitely help them um, with the, the, his style of playing so I think it's a great great move for, for them but very very terrible for, New, um, for Everton I don't know how they're going to survive to be honest with you because it's not. It's not looking too good for them. They need to get a really good manager in. I think that's 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 what they, they say. Need. Sean Dyke is coming in. The the ginger Mourinho. As you know, Sean Dyke, his style goes still. That's well, why Benny went down. I I, I I look I, at what Benny are doing. Benny have turned into championship yeah. championship Barcelona. Yeah, I, I, I know, right? And look at how they are I, they are I, flying in the. You know, but it was crazy. But I I think if they are getting Sean Dyke, it's because of 
whatever thing is descending into. Now, don't for, don't forget that this week, uh, Fad Mushiri has confirmed that he's not selling the club, even though uh, they appear to be in some crisis. Uh, he says the club is not for sale. They've sold Gordon, and they are trying to guess on Dyke. If all the, the if the wind blowing tells you anything, is the fact that they are getting into austerity mode. And exactly. who better to work with? A lean budget than Sean Dyke. I mean, for the longest of time, his squad, his his his, I think his record signing was about a million pounds or two million pounds at the point. Everybody else was alone. I mean, free agents, like that kind yeah, of deal. I so think, I think that was also one of the main reasons why they picked him over Bielsa because yeah. um, I read that um, Bielsa Bielsa's Bielsa is a diva. Bielsa yeah. and his staff um, were was going the, to be paid one million pounds. Um, I think if it's not a week or something, I'm not uh-huh. too sure of the some crazy the exact, amounts like that. Exactly, and when you look at he was Sean asking Dyke, for he was asking to I think he was asking to train with under twenty ones and the academy, and then um for six months before eventually taking over the job next year. So Bielsa came in with a lot of demands actually, and uh, apparently his his interest and the interest of everything did not align. Uh-huh. And so okay, I yeah, think I found that piece. Uh, so he said mm. Bielsa and his backroom staff were likely to cost Everton up to one million pounds a month, a figure which could cover all the members of the coaches' support staff. So I think um, Everton were not yeah. really interested in, in in all of that. So I think they just went for the cheaper option and uh, mostly the cheaper option. And the cheaper option was sent to relegation. The ginger Mourinho. Um, so don't copy this move. Uh, who are we doing? Anthony, Anthony Gordon. Yes, for you guys. Pichichi. Well, it will hurt Everton more, but it's, it's a good move for the player. Mm, good move for the player. <laughs> So that's what's going on in the transfer front. Let me read a few messages and then we'll switch directions to that FA Cup game. Let me get to messages. Abensio from Spintex says Kaisedo plus Enzo to Chelsea is equal to Kanzo Charlie. What is the meaning of this? Hey. <laughs> the guy's name is Abensio. Abensio from Spintex. He said Kaisedo plus Enzo is equal to Kanzo. This doesn't fancy. Yeah, Charlie. Okay, so um, news coming in is that Chelsea have reached an agreement in principle with Olympic Lyonnais for the signing of right wing back Malo Gusto. Now, the West London side have agreed to pay 26.3 million plus add ons for the services of the 19 year old. He will join them not this January. But in the summer, so Malo Gusto, 23 million, I think that's a fair deal. Uh, 26 million pounds, I think is decent enough. It's a little uh, of an overkill, but I'm sure that they wanted him, so they will keep him. Um, Kesta from Oyarefa says that, good evening, guys. Hopefully, Arsenal win against City today. Glory Man United. Um, Matthias Amuzu from um, Kotoku 
says the world is believing us now. Let's go and beat City again. Um, Kofi Nelson says Kaiseru, a player United could have acquired with chicken change. Um, Austin from Ashaiman says I personally think Kaiseru isn't going to be a backup for Partey. He's taking him out of the team. He's younger and not injury prone, unlike our um, player uh, who is always visiting the hospital. United could have signed this boy for just four million euros. See, Partey has cemented his place. I don't in agree Arsenal with that team. at all. Yes. Yeah. Has There's no way Kaiseru is going to. On seat party from unless, no, no, no. unless party is injured, yeah. Party almost party party is, is almost untouchable. He'll in in he he most likely come on as a substitute in like the 80th minute or something, yeah. To come in, Let, let's see, let's see how that goes. Farouk headliner says, I would like Arsenal to have Kaiselo if it means Chelsea gets Enzo Fernandez. Chelsea have still not given up on Enzo. That kid is going to cost you over a hundred million. Um, Pawili from Boche says, I wonder why these top six teams don't like scouting Kaiselo for 60 to 100 million. When that amount can get you three of such players from South America, Africa, or second-tier Europe, teams like Brighton and Co. are literally um, buying it low and selling it high at the expense of these stuff. I mean, that's what... Look, no, if, no, you, no, no. if you perfect your scouting network, that's what you get. And, you and Benfica and Porto and Sporting yeah. they don't have, have been, money. Have been have, doing this for a long time. They have and don't have money. And yeah. I, Powell is not that they don't scout. They've seen these players. They are yeah. watching them. But they don't have the risk. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't, they feel like the risk is not worth it. Yeah. Exactly. Honestly, to move them to Euro. And, and the truth is, if they come and they are, and they are on your bench, they are playing yeah. for your B team and stuff. Yeah. I don't think it's useful for their development. Mm-hmm. I think you are better off if you are a player like that to go to these smaller teams and actually play. prove your worth prove and, your worth your, and you get your transfer. Exactly, yeah. And that's that's the thing about these teams. They've been watching these players. Who. Mm-hmm. It's not that they don't know about them. Yeah. They know. A lot yeah, of they, them probably got the first opportunities oh, to watch know. them before they the other teams. They yeah? know, but the reason they don't buy these players, they are thinking to themselves that why should we go through the effort of developing this guy mm-hmm. when there's no guarantee you hit? Exactly. Let's Brighton buy him. Take the risk with so him. Take the risk. If he's good and we pay our 60 million later, we can afford the 60 million. Hmm. Then we can list lots of players that Chelsea took a gamble on and it didn't work for them. Yeah. Christian Achu. Uh, uh, you have to go is, there. Gael Kakuta, Josh McKeekran. This way, yeah, no, right. right. the gamble that they... So I, I think that they don't want to invest in this. You, you develop it. It's a lottery. Yeah. And mm. you are better off spending money on the people who you have in your academy already. Yeah. You are better off de- focusing on those guys. Because if Arsenal decided to be scouting and find a Mikhailo Mujik or something, mm-hmm. instead of focusing on Bukayo Saka or yeah. something, it's very rarely that you see someone like Gabriel Martinelli. He's a rare example yeah. of a top team buying someone from an academy and mm. kind of grooming them themselves. A lot of the time, you are better off just waiting for another club to do it, honestly. Yeah. Because you have the money, you can afford to yeah. do it. I guess that yeah, it's cheaper and all. Mm-hmm. But the problem, another issue with that is when you develop the player, when he think he you are the place he's going to live from. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing, players want to move, they want to test themselves in different places. So if you are the one who develops a player, he might tell himself when he's like twenty five, twenty six, mm, maybe it's time to play for Real Madrid. Yeah. If you have the one who brought him from Brighton at twenty three. My things is okay. I can spend five, six years here, win something. Mm-hmm. Then maybe he's ready to move to Roma when he's twenty. You know. So I think for big clubs who have the money, yeah, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair it's just, risk to take. Yeah, because you are you are eliminating the risk. You are paying mm. for something that you are almost guaranteed will work. Will work. Yeah. Because right now Liverpool, Man, whoever, if they buy Moses Casado, they know he's a proven yeah, Premier League. They know he can. Yeah. They know he can handle the Premier League. If they had bought him for five million two, three years ago when Brighton did. And he doesn't work out. Everyone be like, why did they bother? Mm. 
Because yeah. we've seen we've seen these young players. Oh, there's a long list of that. <laughs> Even someone like Anderson. I think Anderson had an okay career for Man U. Yeah. But what we expected from Anderson, what we was got nowhere, him, was nowhere next even, to it. And maybe if Anderson had gone to Valencia, maybe Valencia, Sporting, if he had stayed at Porto, mm-hmm. maybe moved to Leverkusen or something before coming to United, he might have been a better player because he was more mature. Yeah. You never know. So I get, I get, I get the it's, argument it's, perfectly no, well. I, no, you see, if you are thinking about it simply economically, yes, it's very silly for them to. Mm-hmm. But to there's, have a, there's, a there's a lot, yeah. there's a lot more to and it. And I think exactly. but player development is just a bit too complicated. To, and if you stuff your team with all these young players, it means that even at youth level, someone is sitting on the bench. Because mm-hmm. the players in the Man City, the Man City Academy, the Liverpool Academy, and stuff, they are not, they are not small players. Look, they will be playing for a lot of these mid-level to lower-level teams. If you look at the Premier League right now. Or even La, La Liga is a good example. Mm-hmm. La Liga is filled with former Barca and Madrid, Madrid academy play. players. True, true. The whole La Liga is Barca Madrid. Half like half the players are Barca Madrid. I academy. can testify to this. So they have good players. It's just that you have to give them. They yeah. also need their shine. So. Yeah, it's just a very interesting discussion. Let me get a message. Here. Bedroom nose mask from Ayukuma. I'm asking myself, do you wear a different nose mask in your living room? Is there a different one for your kitchen? He says, I'm pleading with you guys again. The road show, Ayukuma is full of Manchester United and Chelsea fans. Please, we want you to come. And there are we want you to come and host the roadshow in our town. We have nice places for you like Yenkonkwa and Paloma spots. The girls then since day there. <laughs> no, I see the face. See? The girls then since day there. Charlie, that's all. You see, we want a Chelsea United match roadshow and we the fans will be happy forever. It's your lovely brother. Bedroom nose mask from Ayuko. <laughs> That's an interesting <laughs> message there. Yeah, Bedroom nose mask, we hear you. Uh, we'll consider. This one here says, Ben, Rita Pichichi and Co. Good evening to you all and other listeners. Arsenal's pursuit of Caicedo is good riddance for our club. Psychologically, I pray Arsenal drive the price super high and beyond the roof so that Chelsea pay beyond the odds for him. Caicedo is not a priority signing for Arsenal anyway. But if we get him, that's a bonus. Papa Ray from Pobiman with that one. Lambert from Dodoa says, I'm happy for Semenyon, but I'm scared Bournemouth may be relegated. But I wish him well. I will make time to watch Bournemouth matches these days. That's that's one thing. The moment Semenyon goes to Bournemouth, Ghanaians will be interested in AFC Bournemouth matches now. Now, this one here says, Good evening, guys. Um, Wache 60s. He says, Coach Walker shouldn't start Kojio. Uh, Don Bote is a free agent too, so Chelsea for look sharp. Hey, Klopp is still at post. Just pick word on the Chan. Ghana play Niger tomorrow yeah. in Oran. Big game for Ghana. Exactly. It's a huge one and more like a revenge mission for us. The last time we met Niger in the Chan, uh, 2011, we lost that game to the Nigerians. And for me, I think that the team must know that they can go into, into such a game with any complacency on the back of their minds. Niger is a very good team, the well, uh, solid team. I think their strength is in their defense. At the moment, they've played two games in the Chan tournament. A goalless draw with Niger and then a 1 0 win against uh, Cameroon when we all thought that Cameroon were going to qualify. Niger took the, the, the sort of qualification slots from them. So it's not a team that a Black Galaxy. That was a very intense game. I watched that game. You, you could see how physical and how. 
how crazy that game was. So we are going to face a, a very a well drilled team who know how to really uh, make things difficult for the Black Galaxies. So I'm expecting uh, Coach Chano Walker and his side to take uh, the game to the Nigerians from the blast of the whistle. One unfortunate incident of, of, of uh, negativity for us is that we are without Daniel Ophir Bani, which is a huge, huge loss for us because of what he offers for uh, the Black Galaxies. Yes, but in his absence, I, th- I still think that Surat Seydou can fit into that uh, left-wing uh, position for the Black Galaxies. I, I, saw, I saw the message there that uh, Anawaka shouldn't start Kofi Koji. I think that it would be difficult not to start Kofi Koji. Yes, he may not be scoring, yeah. he may not be scoring but looking at the squad that we've sent for the, to the Chan tournament, he, he offers the best in terms of arrowhead position uh, alongside Yusuf um, Abdul of Olympics. But I've said over and over that when you play a 4-2-2 formation, you limit your team defensively because you have two centre forwards and that's um, two out and out attackers or centre forwards in modern football does not really work. You have to get one centre forward and one more of a midfielder come attacker or striker. So for me, I think 4-3-3 suits us. We found the winning formula against uh, Sudan. We won that game by three goes to one. And for me, we don't change the winning team. So I'm expecting the 4-3-3 formation to be maintained by coach Anu Walker. Just that Surat Seydou coming in to replace Bani on the left-hand side. Koji should still start that game alongside Jonathan on the right-hand side. Midfielders of uh, Bagna as they did against Sudan alongside um, uh, Samba and uh, Simba, Simba and uh, yeah, I I I think that one thing that we also need to work on is our centre back pairing. Yes, they, they don't look that solid uh, for that tournament. Mm-hmm. We've had we've had a very disorganised Sudan team that didn't take their chances. We, we had to rely on the lack of Dalal Ibrahim in that game against Sudan, and we need to work on this. And as the coaches have said, the team will improve. So I'm hoping to see the sort of improvement that's. Uh, Dr. Prosperatogum and Coach Anawaka is promising. If they improve, well, it's good for us. But if they don't, I think that we'll be eliminated by the, Niger- by the Nigerians. But we can beat Niger any day in this chance tournament. They are not really that uh, top, top team that you can say that we, we should fear them. I think Algeria is the next team for us if we go to the semi-final and we should be able to fancy our chance against Niger and progress to the semi-finals. Okay, so that's the word so far on the Chan tournament. Starting lineups are out for that game between Arsenal and Manchester City. I'll be getting to that in a bit. Let me just read a few more messages and then we'll transition really quickly. Kali from Takwa says, If you are a player manager and you want Chelsea to sign your player, Pay Fabrizio to link your player to Arsenal and you are good. I, 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 I see what you're trying to do there. Um, this one here, uh, says, so Abonkele Chelsea want to buy every player available. Hey, what actually is their problem? Um, can Kwesi Baruso inside Achim Marse with that one? Elvis from Trasaco says there's no way this Arsenal team is winning against Almighty City. 3-0, um, City to win against Arsenal, you say? 